0: ATI is one of the leaders in clinical research within the profession of physical therapy with more than 900 plus ATI clinics placed in the 100th percentile in CMS's merit-based incentive program for the second consecutive year. They know what they're doing, practicing at the top of their license. Go to ATIPT.com. If you want to join their team and jumpstart your new career, that's ATIPT.com. Wouldn't be able to put the, uh, the show on without one of our newest supporters. Uh, that's Physiotech. The question is, would adding an additional $290 per patient per quarter help your business? Of course it would. Remote therapeutic monitoring, RTM, it can do that. Improve patient outcomes, reduce provider frustration, improve clinic revenue. Find out how to get started simply with RTM in your business. Go to Physiotech.ca. That's Physio T E C. .ca. And of course, our friends at MW Therapy, still doing what they've been doing for I don't know, several decades, delivering a modern all-in-one outpatient PT EMR with the built-in patient portal, marketing automations, and billing features you want at a great value. MWtherapy.com is where you should go. It's where switching your EMR over to something better is easy. Uh, very excited for you to hear this uh, conversation that I had with, with Tara. Uh, the problem was we thought we were going to go in one direction and then we got into a rabbit hole, but listen, people, the rabbit hole, the tangents, that's where the good stuff is. So we went in because she jumped on Twitter and we got into some interaction and then I looked her up, which is what you do, right? When you, when you come across someone on social media and they say something you, you love, you're interested in, and then you go to their bio, which is important, right? I'm putting an asterisk by this, go to their bio, click their link. You see what's going on there. Which is a nod for why Jimmy's always ranting. Like, make sure your bio on any social media platform or website is buttoned up. Make sure it's very clear. That's that's for another time for me to rant on. But Tara and I got into it because I saw her on social media, looked her up, and she's got like 125, 130,000 subscribers on YouTube as a PT. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what is she doing here? What is she creating? Because a lot of people are are gravitating towards it. A lot of it's it's resonating with a lot of people. So I kind of looked into it. and She's got just like a cool story. And if you know anything about me, man, I dig some cool stories. Uh, so let's kick into the episode uh, today. I'm pumped. Let me know what you thought of this. Please, you know, drop us a, a message on social media uh, and let us know you like this sort of content. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because without that, uh, you know, I can't pay rent. So thank you. Guys. Welcome back to P.T. Pinecast. Excited for another episode. Tara, I think we interacted on the Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and then I, I had never heard of you. And this is why the internet is awesome. There are a lot of reasons the internet is ridiculous and should be burned to the ground. But I think exactly. there are more positives than negatives. And I think it depends on how you're looking at it. And for me, meeting and learning from other people is an infinite positive of the internet, and if you can wade through the waters of Twitter, I know people call it a dumpster fire a lot, and there is. But there's a mute button. There's a mute <laughs> right. and a blo- and a block button. A block <laughs> button. But you can also just selectively like uh, the best right. phrase, and I think I just tweeted this the other day, which was, and I got it from someone else, is I don't owe you the argument that you came here to have, and that has freed up so much yeah. time, and. Ch- space in my chest and just loosened my shoulders so many times. So anyway, I don't know why I'm starting talking about Twitter, but that's where I came across. And I like to quick click on, because you're only allowed one link in your bio on Twitter. And I'm always, hey, who's this? That's what we do. Who's this? What's this person about? And then I click to what you do. And I'm like, look at this woman who is doing something really, really cool. And I want to learn from her. And the ultimate cheat code to learn is to come on the podcast. Let's have a drink. Let's do a thing. And uh, so that's how Tara uh got here. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm super first,
0: excited. We get the the tough questions out of the way first, Tara. Sarah, do you do you have are you this is a pint cast? Are you having a beer right now or a drink? Are you drinking right now?
1: I'm I'm I I brought my closest thing to a beer, that's and true. that's that's my uh kombucha. All right.
0: <laughs> we don't we don't discriminate. If it's an I said, listen, it's called pint cast, which is a unit of measurement. So, you can have anything in your in your glass. That's okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a Newberg Brewing Mega Boss. That's a local brewing company here. And I'm drinking out of one of my favorite uh, mugs. It's my I drink and I know things. If you're a Game of Thrones <laughs> fan, this was Tyrion Lannister's greatest saying. And I made it sort of my own. So, I made my own glass and I said, I drink. You're nice. I uh, nice. Well, cheers to your kombucha. Tara, thanks for coming. On. <laughs> All right. So, uh, first round brought to you by our friends at Owens Recovery Science. They're a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Find them online at owensrecoveryscience.com. I've been doing that live read so long, Tara. I no longer need need to read it. It is no longer a live read. Johnny Owens and the team have been sponsoring the show for so long; it has become part of like my being. I wake up in the morning and I say that the first thing before I get out of bed. (laughs) Just my thing. I'm Um, impressed. So you said something. You have an idea. You said. That leaving or sorry, staying in the system of corporate PT or you know, like you know, regular PT was beneficial for your career. You might be one of the only people saying that, well, staying in the system actually helped me. And I and I saw that about you, and I was like, I love when things are juxtaposed, like, you shouldn't everybody says this, and then Tara says, everybody's zigging and Tara zags. I gotta know. What's that mean? Why was the system? Why the system help you?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I started my career. I'm a neuro PT. So everything I do is in, in the neural world from scratch, from the beginning. And I've always been inpatient. And so you're always in a gym surrounded by 10 other therapists. And so I've always been in these environments that were super rich with like experienced PTs and you can learn a lot from experienced PTs, even though they're not like all evidence-based. So that was the biggest benefit. But then also it just teaches you how to be, how to manage your time. Like I have known from the beginning that I love treating patients. Like I don't want, I didn't care about management. I hated doing the marketing stuff. I hated everything about it. So I just like gamified it. And it was like, what can I cut corners on and get away with? And, you know, like, how can I get my documentation down to the fastest amount of, t- least amount of time possible sure. so that I can spend the most amount of time with my patients? And so the good thing about inpatient was that you don't really, the productivity is, is, isn't is like a real thing. It's really just to make sure you're staying busy sure. um, be- because of bundle payments and stuff with inpatient. Then I went to outpatient for um, the five years before I left corporate. And and that's what tainted me a little bit. But I would say inpatient, I think everyone should start inpatient. You're just exposed to so much. You're exposed to managing different managers, how they manage. You are exposed to billing. And so you do learn the financial side of healthcare a little bit. But I just went back to like my gamification. I hate all this BS. I want to spend an hour with each patient, because I'm in neuro, we didn't have to double book, but we had a we had pretty high productivity set stat- standard. You couldn't have cancellations or else you were done for the week. I mean, one cancellation. Wow. To- 90% productivity standard. So what did I do? I figured out how to read my patients. I knew who was going to cancel. I knew who was borderline canceling. I always had a wait list. I knew, what it were. I knew who to call, who wanted to come into therapy, wanted to get there three times a weekend. And, and, and then I figured out a, a different way to document or I just got, I started all my notes in the morning. I You know, if they added a new checkbox or added a new narrative box or something, I just was like, gamified it. Okay, this this dumb section they want us to now fill out. How do I get this done in the fastest amount of time? Because it has nothing to do with patient care. All for the fat, all so that I could spend the most amount of time with patients. And then I had this aha moment was that, like, I could do this without the system (laughs) and just not have to gamify everything. And so... That's what kind of like led me to leave. And it was the best decision I could have made
0: for right, myself. Before before we go to where you went next, right? Because I love the fact that you're like, this is how the system benefited me, right? Because you did that for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I think the system benefited you from what you're describing there. I think the same system could crush people.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think the difference between you and that theoretical person was you're put in the same spot. You just, I mean, so the system helped you, but really your outlook. And how you were going to do that and what drove you. I mean, you were gamifying like all the stuff you didn't want to do, but knew you had to, right? We got to fill in the blanks to get the check and whatever. But you were like, how can I speed through this? Because like the system is going to be the system is going to be the system. I love the, I love the line. When I, saw, when, I, when I saw you say that the system benefited me, I thought of the line and I forget who says it. Someone's going to tweet me or whatever. Um, a system is perfectly designed to get the result it gets. And I love that line because it's like we designed this thing to do ABC, but it's doing X, Y, Z. Something's messed up. We're unlucky or the whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just designed that way. You need to go back and change the machine. Like you could be mad at it. You thought it was going to do this. It's not. Mm. You could yell at the wind all you want. You could have yelled at the system all you wanted, but you didn't. You were like, I'm going to, I'm going to change how I go through the system. And I'm guessing that led you to be a, be a happier, more productive you because you approached it differently. So you you got something out of something else that someone it would have crushed someone else or would have stolen yeah. that's, that's a big difference.
1: Yeah. But I think we all have it in us. Like yeah. I just I knew from the beginning I went to PT school because I wanted to have an impact on the world and I wanted to help people. And I knew that I was the happiest at the end of my day when I knew that I had helped someone. And so like, I I just loved that. I didn't love the bureaucracy. I didn't love like going to management meetings. And so like, it was what can I, how can I do this more and not do the other stuff? Like that Mm -hmm. was, that was my only mindset
0: it wasn't a barrier you were like it exists but how do i how do i get over this barrier because it's going to be there whether i like it or complain about it or not right. so what can i do like you looked at it like a very like engineering base which is like well, okay how do we how do we solve this problem i can't remove it i can yell about it all i want still going to be there in the morning man. except i'll just right. i'll just be hoarse and you said how do i gamify and you figured out different ways and i think yeah. i wanted to go back to um because I, I, ne- I never worked in sort of an inpatient neuro facility. I worked at outpatient ortho, a little bit in peds. So I sort of felt what you felt, what you were describing there in peds, which is you can be in a room with 10 PTs and they're, and you're going to get 10 different ways to do the yeah. same thing. But man, isn't it cool to be able to watch those and be like, I see what you're doing there. I don't really want to do that. But oh, look at this. Right. So it was a very bumpability environment, it sounds like for you.
1: Right. And like, let's circle back to the Twitter thing. I really think that what that's so you learn how to like separate the wheat from the shave. Like and yes, you yes. when you're observing PTs, same thing, same thing. with like Twitter is like, you just learn like, yep. is this beneficial? Does yep. this help me become a better person or does it not? Yep. And so it's like that. I mean, that's what you do as a, that's what I did as a PT. And like, that's what I, I mean, you do
0: it as a person Twitter. too, right? You're like, okay, right. like, you know, you're at a party, you meet True. a bunch of people. You're like, I'm not spending any time with you. And that's why you're looking, start looking over your shoulders. You're like, well, right. you your bathroom, right? uh, but it is, right. it is good to be, I mean, I think it's good to say every once in a while, I don't have to pay attention and spend time. And I I I love those two phrases. Right. I use them in my professional life, my personal cuz pay and spend like those two phrases, pay attention and spend time. And we're going to get more into what you do now, which I think it blows my mind when people take what they know like you and do with it what you've done with it. And I'm going to I'm going to ask you some questions, but I'm going to like there's really no reason other people can and aren't doing that. But I like those transactional phrases, which is pay attention and spend time.
1: Can I add one thing to my career history that I think will make me more credible to probably most of your audience? I had like a, I had like a mid thirties crisis where I was like, I don't, I don't like neuro. My undergrad was in athletic training. I passed the exam. I was a licensed athletic, certified athletic trainer for like a year. And then I went to PT school. But so I had those like this mid thirties crisis. And I was like, I wasn't born to do neuro. I was born to do outpatient orthopedics. And so I left the hospital. Thank God I never leave a job fully. Like I'm, I'm, I still have a job at the hospital PRN to this day. And I've been on my own for seven years, but, um, so I've always had that there. So I was able to go back, but I went to like a big, well-known outpatient orthopedic clinic. I lasted six months. Um, I was treating four patients an hour, but even then it was like how do I schedule patients so that like I can spend the one-on-one time that I would need to with one patient and group people together like I gamified it. I was like how do I group patients together that I know get along, that I know are all working towards the same goal, that have the same diagnosis so that I can spend a little bit more one-on-one time with this patient. The reason I left because i found out the athletic trainers were using my signature as a co-signature when i wasn't there and i asked them i asked the management to stop and they said it's not against the law and i didn't feel comfortable with that so that's ultimately why i left
0: what does that mean what do you what what, what does that mean
1: that they were that that hours i wasn't even working they were there were athletic trainers that were there that were using my co-signature meaning that I wasn't supervising them or anything. And they were saying
0: and being able to bill and and document that you were being supervised by them. So it was your license on the line. Correct.
1: Correct. But of course they brought lawyers in when I said I wanted, when I said, absolutely. Anyway, my point is, is that like, I didn't even quit that job because necessarily the productivity, because I figured it out. I I, like figured out how anyway. So, so I have seen that system and yeah, that's, that is why I get a little fired up occasionally on Twitter when I see certain things because I know that system and I, yeah. it is, it is ruining some PTs, but it's also also ruining a lot of patients because, sure. because they're just getting crappy care.
0: Bottom of the barrel. Right. Yeah. Race to the bottom there. Yeah. All right, so I mentioned pay attention, spend time. And I love those phrases. I teach them to students all, all, all the time. I, I love to harp on that because it's, they're transactional phrases. If I want people to pay attention to my podcast and spend time with it, I better be giving them something. It doesn't have to be tangible, obviously. Tara doesn't produce tangible things, right? We're going to talk about your your YouTube channel and how I love the fact that you deliver value in exchange for something, time and attention. That's what you want. That's what I want. So we have to give something to earn that over and over and over again. And ultimately, what I think we're building is not a follower base. It's not that. This is a relationship. People understand when they walk into a McDonald's or they walk into a Benny Hanna or they walk into a Smith and Walensky, what I'm going, I expect something, right? I expect a great steak or I expect to be entertained or educated. And I say this all the time. I'm like, those are only really the two things you can do with content. You educate someone or you entertain them or the bonus thing. Can you do both at the same time? Can you make me learning from you, uh, you know, fun. Can you do both those things? And that's where the magic happens. So, you've got (laughs) to-
1: You teach me how to entertain. I've learned how to educate, but I haven't learned how to entertain. (laughs) I
0: don't know about that. So, all right, we'll we'll get to what you do and then I'll I'll come back. Remind me to tell my Chris Rock story or my Chris Rock analogy. all right. right. So so you never quit and you're still PRN, right? So you're a PT through and through, but you do something really, really, really different. Um, on the second largest search engine in the world on YouTube. So how, how do you describe to people when people say like, what do you do? And that topic comes up. How do, you, what do you, how do you answer? What do you say?
1: I say I'm a PT. I mean, the whole YouTube channel started because I went out on my own and I had a lot of doctors that loved me in the system. They, were, they would tell their patients, ask if you can be seen by Tara. Like, you know, all this. But when you go out and network, when you leave the system, and you go out and network, like i mean they the, they still they're still nice to me but they're like i can't send my patients to you wow. and so like i just had to find a different way um and so i originally went on facebook cuz that's what i was told to do by some of like the good private pt practice you know gurus right. um and i just joined a lot of groups and so it really started because in these private groups i would always tell them who i was and do you mind if i just sit in this group and answer questions that people had. So I, I, you know, joined stroke groups, Parkinson's groups, things like that. And like the questions they were asking, I couldn't answer in like a Facebook post. And so I started Um, making videos on them. And so that's, and then I would just post the video. And so that's really how, I mean, and I, hate being on video phone. And I say that because it was a disaster and the videos are still up on YouTube. So you can go look at the videos at the beginning, but it was a hot mess. Um, like, I don't know, I'm a fumbling idiot when a camera comes on, but so I just, um, but I had a bigger purpose is like, I, I saw a patient in front of me that asked a question, had a problem and I wanted to answer that person. And so I just started like envisioning that person there, getting the camera on, and answering that question and posting those on Facebook and in these groups. I didn't even post them a lot like publicly to my channel. I I don't know why, but um, and so then the YouTube channel, my business grew. So it definitely brought in some business. But the bigger thing that happened was that there's a lot of people out there that aren't happy with the care they're getting in this moral Mm -hmm. world. Um, And I didn't expect that to happen. And so then I started the second business um, because it wasn't just trying to drive leads to me. And and I really just wanted to kind of make it a separate LLC for liability reasons and stuff like that as well. But that's kind of how that kind of emerged off of that was because the YouTube channel started growing.
0: And there it is on screen, Rehabilitation Headquarters. Uh, So you have 108,000 subscribers right there. And you created three, that's in, that's in 368 videos. And people would say, I bet you right now, Tara, people would say like, what's the secret? If, if someone said, if someone asked me, what's Tara's secret, I would say she did it the right way because you, your goal was to be the answer to questions you were hearing. And that is the ultimate give. It is the ultimate, trojan horse into building a relationship and you can have just a relationship with someone for five seconds if they watch a five second video or a five minute video or a five hour video but when you do that over time at scale that's when you can that's when you can begin to see where this idea of creating content and sharing content over and over and over again builds a lasting relationship and can you build um, a life a career a business around that yes yes And I don't need to prove it to you. I don't need to prove it to the listeners. I can say NPR or I can say Barstool Sports or I can say any of those things that they ask you or they say, what what do you want to know more about? Or are you bored? What do you want to know more about? Education? Are you bored? Entertain me? Bonus if you can be if you can do both those things at the same time and actually throw some fun into it, which I think you can, I think you are Tara, even if you don't think you are <laughs> um, and can you do that and you you saw that the the distance between you and building relationships with a hundred plus thousand people was the dist, the the width of the smart the glass on someone's smartphone that's it. You mm. solved questions via video over and over and over and over and over, and you were solving the right ones because people kept coming back,
1: yeah. And it's slow. I mean, you know, I mean, if people won't want to know the truth of it, I mean, I started posting videos in 2015 okay. and had it not been for the pandemic, I I doubt it would have grown as much as it did. I mean, the pandemic had the a lot.
0: spike. When was like the hockey? St- when was that? When was a hockey stick moment? 2020? Yeah, de- de- definitely. What were yeah, you doing de- different? 2020?
1: No, just people were, they couldn't go to um. therapy. I mean, they had no, they, it was, it was horrible what we did to people. It was just horrible. I mean, you're just like, okay, just a phone call. We'll call you when we we reopen, you know, and these are people that just had strokes,
0: right?
1: you know, so they were desperate. So I, I think, because I definitely, it, it there was a dramatic, a dramatic increase in 2020. And, you know, I mean, I, I probably got a little bit better at my hashtags and stuff, but I, there's, there's nothing else that can attribute it to it. Those I probably had, had 20,000. I probably had 20,000 subscribers before 2020.
0: Yeah. You were, I mean, as, uh, as you know, Wayne Gretzky would say, he, he says skate to where the puck's going to be, not to where the puck is. That was Gretzky's whole thing. Um, or you could, or you could have just that white space, that blank space come to you is like, you were in a good spot, right? Cause you were already doing that and you were, right. you know, 20,000 is nothing to, you know, to, 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 to scoff at. Um, but the situation changed and you were in a perfect spot to again be an answer to now more people had that had that question or had that that need and you were already serving it.
1: Yeah. And I'm not really sure. I, to, to be honest with you, I I can't say exactly how many subscribers I had in 2020. It's kind of been a blur. I don't think it was many, but if someone like fact, fact checks that it might
0: I like the fact that you don't because you're not tracking subscribers, you're tracking no. answers. You're like, how many, how many answers do I, am I going to create? I mean, you know, videos, but really it's answers. Your, your medium for answers is videos. And you're like, how many answers, how many solutions can I create this week? And that's why, that's why you have 105,000, right? Like that's the answer. It's not, you just said like, I'm not good with the, you know, probably got better with hashtag. Those those are 10, 10% tweaks. Right, there's yeah. there's there's things that 10x your business or 10x anything, and there's things that 10 percent increase things and hashtags and things they're important, right? They're they're probably 10 percent things, right? Getting a really badass camera that's a 10 percent thing, right?
1: Yeah, I, I I'll have to push back on the hashtag okay. thing a little bit. Go ahead. I mean, I, I really will. I mean, doing your keyword research and listening to your audience, reading every comment, Perfect. and putting like doing keyword research on the words they're using. I mean, you would be shocked as to what people okay. are searching, okay. like what they're actually searching for, like a stiff leg or yeah. like Tony, you know, Tony I mean Hortado just like
0: harps on that a lot.
1: Like you'd be shocked. But,
0: but what I mean is in in the in so I, I'm talking to the person who's listening now who's had that idea for a YouTube channel or a podcast mm. or a blog and they have nothing, right? A lot of times those people get hung up on I don't know how to do the hashtag and the SEO. And I'm like, start, 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 start. Do your first 50 videos, your first 50 episodes, start, 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 then worry about. So yeah, I'm not saying that to minimize that, but I'm like, Hey, in the grand scope of things, being really good at hashtags only comes after you start. I need to jump off that diving board.
1: Right. And to be a, you know, to triple down on that, you are going to suck. You're going to suck regardless. Like you are just going to suck regardless. Yes. So you, you can research as much as you want yeah. and your first, and, and guess what the greatest motivation is, is pub- posting that thing publicly and not yeah. taking it down, yep. like not forcing yourself to not take it down, knowing that you can, that so you can no. get started. But just make a non-negotiable with yourself that I'm going to post this. And I'm not going to take it down because embarrassment is the biggest motivator. It <laughs> is. To oh like, God. I'm going to learn how to freaking speak on camera. Yes.
0: So embarrassment is the biggest motivator. But I'll tell you this, and here's a secret that I'll tell you, and maybe you'll agree with this, Tara. But but but, and most people might agree, it'll still bother you. No one's really going to judge you as harshly as you're going right. to judge yourself. Exactly. Like, exactly. Awful, and your friends are just going like, "Yeah, that was okay," and you're like, "Okay." Bumbled and I mumbled, and this, and my legs fell down. It's like, yeah, okay, but you have something. I mean, I tell, I've told the story, I think, before on this podcast. I wanted to be a radio, I did the morning announcements in sixth grade, and all the hair on my 11 year old body stood up. I was like, I don't know what this is, mom, but I liked it. I liked talking in the little microphone behind the desk in the main office, at you know, when the bell rang. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I went to school for journalism and I finally got to the college radio station and it was two in the morning, two to four AM on a Wednesday night. I went to school in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. So I know exactly how many people were listening to radio. The answer was six because they were all my roommates and my buddies sitting in my dorm room at two o'clock in the morning, listening to me. That's it. The only people in the world.
1: So is PT a second career?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a radio DJ for 15 years.
1: Oh my gosh. So you went back to PT school?
0: Yeah, I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell I'm the whole a, story. I,
1: I'm. I should know more about you. No, no, You're no. Definitely bigger. Kinda, no, I just found out
0: about you too. So hold okay. on, hold on. So I do. I do my very first mic break, which is like, okay, the my you know the previous DJ leaves now. I'm in control of the radio station. I say my first thing, whatever, in bet- and I play my first song, and then the song's on. I run to the bathroom and I throw up. I have wanted to do this thing since I was 11, and now I'm 17. I'm doing it. And I was so nervous and excited, but like, I wanted it to be, this was my moment at two in the morning when no one's paying attention, when I should have been relaxed and I ran to the bathroom, I threw up. I was like, oh my God, it's going to go horribly, whatever. But you know what I did? Cause there's no one else in the building at two o'clock. I, we go back in the studio and you do it again. And yeah. the answer was suck just a little bit less than you did the first time. And I didn't vomit anymore. Uh, but suck a little bit less and suck mm-hmm. a little bit less and keep going. and I was like, and eventually you know and you never know when it happens, but eventually you're you're pretty good. You'll never say that to yourself, but like maybe right. like, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. you know, I got a job doing it, so someone pays me enough to do this right and like, that happened. yeah, but, but that's the thing is it wouldn't have if I sat there and I was like, well, I'm gonna practice for another year in my room, it doesn't count. That's like thinking about doing a push-up that's it, it doesn't matter. Do a really crappy one, you know what? do a crappy push-up. And then do another one until like a, a year from now. You're like, I'm really good at push ups. All right, we'll keep going. So, the fact I mean, that's what I want people to take away from looking at your. I mean, I want people to see how you did what you did, right? Like, I want people to see like a little, you know, because look at it. Like, you can have some great ideas, but th- you're not going to be a Tara. So, do your own version of that. Yeah. Look what she was able to do that. And the- I mean, I think the secret we got to it fast was you created solution- to solutions to questions people were asking already right Right. I mean so you just your your videos skated to where the puck was going or where the puck right um how was it like how was it like doing the first couple videos like what was going through your head
1: oh it was horrible so I mean it was horrible I mean I'll, I'll tell you exactly so I 2015 I rented a a massage therapy room and that's where I started my PT practice. It was $400 a month. And I just pulled a mat table in there and there was a yoga studio attached. So when they weren't doing classes and stuff, I could take patients in there. And um, I was like, I need to build this a little bit more. Um, And so we, if you want to, I don't know if it benefits your audience, but I can also talk about like the finances and how I transitioned. But um, I basically just went PRN at the hospital, maintained 20 hours lived off of the 20 hours and didn't live off of anything that I was making from being yeah. a PT. So I, and I did that for a couple of years, probably I like a year, but, um, so I just, I knew I could live off of that amount of money. Um, and so I didn't have any stress. So I was kind of like, keep the overhead low and try and get patients. So I hired someone that had a PT practice locally. That's a little bit further along than me. And he was giving me some tips on how to do like a cash based practice and um he was like seo he set me up with this web guy so i started to learn a little bit more about seo and my website and then i was like so i was paying for ads and doing all this other stuff and then like i was like youtube is a search engine and and i'm very not tech anything but i'm like why am i not just like or no so first he was like you got to make videos so that people know you and want to come see Tara. And so hot mess disaster. Hi, I'm a physical therapist. Like I treat neurologic conditions. I can help you get better. <laughs> it was like a hot mess. Um, but, and so I stopped, like, that was my video experience. I was like, this is not for me, not for me. And so then I just was cold calling going to patients and working on my website, SEO, blogging a lot. Cause I knew blogging would drive traffic to my website. Um, and that was working well, but that also taught me about SEO and all that stuff. And then fast forward like year and a half, two years, that's when I had this epiphany that like YouTube is a search engine. And if I'm doing all this with blogging and it's working and it's driving people to my website, like why not, why not? go d- directly to this? So that's, and that's why I was like, Okay, I gotta take this seriously. And then during that time is when I was doing the Facebook thing, and those kind of merged at the same time. And so I was like, okay, let's try this again and let's envision that person that's asking the question and just pretend they're sitting in front of you and you're treating them. How would you, how would you answer them? Which is what I wanted to do in these Facebook groups because these People were so misguided. Some of them weren't going to PT. Some of them, no offense to PTs, but some of them were going to like orthopedic PTs that were saying like, your quads are just weak, you know, and uh, like stuff like that. And so it was like stuff like that that I wanted to get the information out there. And I knew that in their area, these were the PTs they were going to be working with. And so I just wanted them to have like more insight into what their, why their body was doing what it was doing. And so they could become their own teachers. And like if they understood how the body works, how the brain works, how neuroplasticity works. And that's what every video is, to this day is about that. Empower them to be able to go to the PTs that are in their area, get good physical therapy. A lot of them do get one on one, but they're orthotherapists and be able to work as a team with their therapists to say, hey, I saw this thing. And, you know, like, what do you think about this? What do you, do you think this will work for me? That's what I want them to do with it. So, and, and so that's kind of where the, the more, the more emphasis on the videos kind of went.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like to break everything down to the most basic parts. You created solutions. It happened to be in video. It could have been graphics. It could have been blogs. It was blogs for a while, right? I mean, I was working with a client. So I I, I work with organizations that want to do this. They're like, we, we need to create content. How do we do that? And I'm like, listen, 15 years ago, you would have needed to create your own newspaper, right? You had to buy a press, right? You had to buy, a, get an FCC license to have a radio station, an FCC license or, or a cable network to create a TV station. And I'm like, now you can create all three from your laptop and probably either do it for free or do it for less than 100 bucks a pop. Have a TV station, a radio station, and a newspaper. So what are you, it's what's fair. holding you back? And they're like, well, we don't know how to. I'm like, great. Suck, then suck less, then suck a little bit less and suck less. And you know I, I think the turning point for this particular client call was i was I was reading the client, right? I'm reading the client. And he's like a little apprehensive, and I said, listen, and I won't say his name. Listen, John, best time to plant a tree is twenty years ago. Second best times right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is the only one you control. So if you would have had if you could have a thousand articles on your website, would you like that? Yeah. How many you got? Zero. Okay. One's better. Two's great. We can have two by the end of the week. You know, we could have a podcast up and running where you have uh, 52 episodes uh, a year if you want, or 500, right? Because we can break that process down into how it actually happens. I mean, I used to sell a course. I, I launched a course because everybody in my ear was going, teach people how to podcast. Teach people. So this is the idea that you mentioned before we hit record. Whereas I'm going to start a, a podcast now. I'm going to be the barstool sports of physical therapy, right? I'm putting it into existence, like Tara said. I, I'm going to publish this episode. I'm not going to take it down. It might crash and burn. It might not. This might become right. everything that I do, right? So um, you, you, you put it out there, right? Become the barstool sports. What if I could just processize this? Because they said, start a course and sell it. And the problem I was having was twofold. One, how, how am I going to price this thing? Right. So I was like, I don't know, a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whatever. Right. So people were buying it, but I didn't like recording it. And Tara would have said, mm-hmm. just look in the camera and just keep doing it. But I did, I did it. I made 12 videos or whatever. And I walked everybody through each one was a chapter. And, and what I didn't like about it was when I was done, I was done. I like hearing what their problem is and looking them in the eye. I, it's like, it's like when you like working with patients, it's like, I mm-hmm. like, I don't want to just, I want to do both. Right. So that's when I was like, well, the problem was most people were coming to me, were like, listen, I don't have what you're probably going to charge a company to pay you if I'm a regular practitioner who wants to start a podcast. And I was like, well, I can't just be taking these people on and doing something that I think is pretty lucrative for them, but they don't have money yet. And that's when I came up with the idea, well, what if if our success was tied together? Like, what if I helped you launch a podcast? Because I know these people. Like, I've met them through the podcast or APTA events. I'm like, you should have a podcast. Like, oh, I'll pay you to do it. I'm like, I don't want you to pay me because now you're my friend and I feel bad charging my friends. So I was like, well, what if I help you launch a podcast and you just give me a little bit, you give me an episode a month, one episode a month. And then I share that on my podcast, which now is a a network, not just a show, but a network, a vertical. And now when you come to, you know, whatever we call this eventually, the PT podcast media network or, you know, PT radio, whatever we call it, right? You're getting this is what ESPN does, right? In the morning yeah. it's Sports Center, and then it becomes the NFL show, and the hockey show, and the baseball show, and then we have a special. So why can't you do that? And there's no reason. There's no reason you can't. So as somebody who creates content, you said you had thoughts on that idea. You saw it on Twitter. Like, what are your thoughts when you hear that? Is this crazy? Is it? Am I on the like? Is no. This, no,
1: no. I think it's awesome. Um, and the thing about Barstool Sports, and trust me. I don't, I don't, I'm not a sports fan. Uh, Everything I follow is in industries I have no interest in because if they can get me interested, then they have a good system. They have a good platform. So in that Barstool Sports is one of them, but they also have interactions. They gamify things. They have trivia, trivia night. They have like, you know, it's all encompassing as to how they get that subscriber base. And that's what I think the secret sauce is, is like building that community. I'm going to use a bad word.
0: I'm going to use a bad word. The secret sauce is giving a shit. Like if you're True. having fun yeah. doing it, right. it's like, so Seth Godin calls it, I think, I think it's Seth Godin, yeah. a good business writer. He calls it the suck. Or yeah. you know, so he called it the dip. Someone else called it the suck. The dip is like, no matter what you're doing, radio DJ, uh, professional football player, whatever. Eventually there's going to be like, a like the dip. It's going to like, it's going to start to suck. And if you really right. like what you're doing, you'll plow through the suck or the dip. Like you'll plow through it. And if you're not going to, you probably don't give a shit. Like you, you probably don't love it. That sort of right. thing. So, so find something you love. Tara didn't love video, and that's not. I don't think that's what Tara does. Tara doesn't do it. How she shares what she shares is video. But you do it because you like you like the fact that you you are a solution creator. Your medium that is best or your audience liked was video. Right. But you were uncomfortable in the beginning, as most people are, and continue to be. You think I like the sound of my own voice? I mean, I like talking, but I don't oh, love the sound of my own voice.
1: I I hate my voice. It's a, equal. It's bad today because something's going on with it. But I oh, hate it. I, I edit once. I don't even play them back. Red, I don't. don't. E- I don't. I don't even look them back. I like. I do get. You,
0: to, do you I edit your own?
1: A, yeah, I need an do editor. You?
0: you haven't thought about. You're at a hundred thousand subscribers. You don't, You haven't thought about offloading that.
1: I've tried. I do hire who? people. I, I've hired a ton of different people on Upwork, on Fiverr.
0: So you didn't I make mean, like the quality.
1: They're, they're just someone needs to understand medical a little mm-hmm. bit, like, you know, they just need a little bit. Of, uh, uh, so I even asked now: Do you have, have you, do you have any other medical people that you? Vid it ed- do video editing for, you know, and, and a lot of them want it cut. They want to know where you want the text. Right. You have right, to send yeah. them all the time stamps. By the time right. I do all that, I could time. just I just do it myself, you know. Like I can put a text in and have a se- you know in three seconds. So it's just it seems like it's so much work. I don't know. I know a lot of people do it, I just gotta figure it out. Right.
0: I have an idea for a way that you can solve your problem. I know, yeah. I know. There's like a 24 year old PT student listening to this podcast right now who's got a little bit of a side gig, editing videos, and they're in PT school, so they might be like, "Hey, you know, what would be a great internship." I don't know, working for tar, will give me, like and I'd be able to do some stuff. Everything's related. That's how I found Bridget and Juliet and Teo. They they like listened to the show and they came up to me at a conference like, "How do I have an internship with you?" I'm like, "I don't." I don't know what that. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't have an internship. Like I just want to like do stuff. And I'm like, so that I at least I was I wasn't smart. I think I did this by accident. I said it to Juliet first. She was like, I want to like do stuff with your show. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. What do you need? And I was like, I hate. And I so fill in the blank. I was like, I (laughs) hate doing spreadsheets and like and like scheduling guests and stuff. And she's like, I love that. And I was like, right this way. So if there's someone out there because if Tara actually hates. Because I'd rather Tara be recording two videos instead of recording one and editing one. Yeah. Because we can't double Tara. I'd rather someone yeah. else edit that. There's some, Me too. There's, <laughs> there's some PT student out there listening right now who will do this, who's going to DM you. I hope. Like, think that,
1: about it. That'd that. be awesome. They wanted to be, be awesome. a neuro
0: PT. Like, what a better way to do that? I don't know. It's just a crazy idea.
1: That, so, that would solve so many problems. But just also give your audience... Some You have to put in the work. I do think you have to do the editing and be prepared. I mean, I and I've talked to other people that were just starting out. I mean, five hours per video to edit at the beginning. At the beginning. Absolutely. It would take me, I would say minimum of five hours per video at the very beginning. I was spending.
0: How, How long were the videos?
1: 15 minutes.
0: So five hours for 15 minutes, that's, that's pretty much on par with what my buddies who are video editors tell me. They said it's usually like for really high produced stuff, it's an hour per minute. And you're saying five hours for 15 minutes. So yeah, you're, you were going a little bit faster. Um, yeah. Does that count like the prep time, like preparing, like sort of laying it out or is that just straight up editing?
1: That's straight up editing. I, I, I get commitment it. to craft. I when I was trying to figure out, is this worth it at the beginning? Like, is this dollar for Yeah, juice hour? versus greens. um I was I was figuring probably about ten hours per video.
0: Wow.
1: And I, and I was sweet. probably making about forty cents per video <laughs> at the beginning.
0: All right, so let's talk about monetization. You don't have to get into specifics, but like, so you're talking about forty cents per video in terms of what, like the what you are getting from YouTube ads or watch ad time? Rev- yeah, it. ad revenue. So that's, So that's a tough way because you gotta be mega, right? Like in terms of that, but it helps when you get bigger. But you've got different models too. Now You people can subscribe. Now you can give what, insider content? YouTube has that option now. And that is- Go. But
1: I actually, I think what people should do, and I hired have hired, I've had good hires off of Upwork too, but I hired a VA, ended up not working out because he kept losing power. We have no idea how blessed we are in this country, yeah. but he kept losing power and losing internet for like days, um, you know, but anyway, he was amazing. He was like, why are you doing this on YouTube? He goes, I'll make a landing page and you can just, we, you, you do Zoom meetings with these people. And it was just like this VA. And so he created a landing page. And because you give 30, even the subscribers, you give 30% yeah. um, to, to YouTube. YouTube. And so I just created a landing page. And now I just, I charge directly via through my website.
0: It's a way to do it, right?
1: I, I, definitely.
0: Yeah. So I, like I, that, people get hung up on the how. Before we hit record, Tar and I were talking about microphones and sound and cameras and like, you know, we'll geek and I'm, uh, let's follow up the conversation afterwards too, Let's geek on video production or podcasts or whatever. People uh, see if people, I want to see if people have the same or talk about the same thing with you. They get so hung up on, so what microphone should I buy? And I'm like, use the one on your computer or, or go to the Best Buy near you, buy a $50 one, or I, I usually say buy three. Plug them all in. See which one sounds best for you. Return the other two. Go to Amazon, right? Look for reviews. But I need a $300 microphone. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't. So people get hung up on the how when I want them focused on the who, what, and why. They get focused on how, where, when. How often? How long should my episodes be? And I'm like, you're asking the wrong questions. I like, who are you talking to? That's my first question. Who are we talking to? because we talk to patients differently than we talk to colleagues. Like this show is really directed at other PTs and PTAs, right? Students. So who? And then what are their problems, right? So Tara has it pretty much dialed in. Just don't even don't even watch any of the videos, right? Go to her YouTube page and just scroll through the titles of the videos because they sound a lot like answers to questions you have you could have no idea who her channel is designed for. Just look at the titles and then you'll be, "Oh yeah, I can see. Yeah. That's not a by accident." Right? But do you find that when people talk to you about content, I think they ask the wrong questions and I quickly try to push them over to who, where, uh, who, what, and why, not how, where, and when.
1: Absolutely. And I, I'll add a component to the story that I forgot to mention. So when I realized I sucked on video, I was like, okay, I'm not speaking. I just won't speak. I'm going to play
0: music.
1: No, I was like, I will just text over the top of it. I will demonstrate um, an exercise and I will just text over the top of it. And so I did that for a while. And it was beautiful. I didn't have to script anything. I would just put the text in afterwards. It was so nice. But then patients started saying, I can't read. I have neglect. I can't do this. Like, you know, and so then I was like, crap. Like, so then that's when I really had to come back to that. But the reason I mentioned that is to this day, those videos, even though people like them the least, they probably make the most money. Really? Yeah. So that, that proves what you're saying is that, it, it has very, very little to do with the quality of the content I'm telling, or it's little to do with the technical quality of the content nice. it has everything to do with the quality of the educational content. Correct. And if that, if that's spot on, I don't think people care.
0: <laughs> I tell people, listen, you need to meet a threshold. Like you need to just be above to the point where someone's like, his phone sounds really bad. Like, you just, yeah. It can't be an issue. It just needs to be above good enough where they don't hear that, right? But right. I have a $300 microphone right now. It, it's it, The only reason I have this is because I do voiceover work. I used to do voiceover work on the side, so I sort of needed it, right? So it paid for itself. But you just need to meet a minimum threshold, right? And this was also taught to me in PT school because I remember as a PT student coming in and I'm like... I want to go to a, a clinic with an Alter G and a laser force play and all the PTs, the good PTs anyway, were just like, okay, I see why you want the toys. I get it. But let me show you why you don't. Cause it takes so damn long to sort the thing up. And honestly the patient doesn't have a reimbursement and honestly you can get a better. And I was like, Oh yeah. It's not really about the toys. I get it. They look flashy. Look, I got buttons. I got whatever. I got, you know.
2: This is the PT Pinecast. Yeah, I have
0: voiceover people doing that. And I started using awesome. that less and less. If you listen to my podcast over the last seven years, I had these things.
2: Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review. That's on awesome. Or Google I Play. had that
0: done professionally and at late, and that's what I used to do in radio. And then I realized... That's not the secret sauce. So I started using those things. Yeah, I'll put that in the beginning or whatever. Juliet will edit that in, right? We'll we'll do the swooshes and things like that. And then I was like, "You're not being true to the the fact that like it really it's the it's the stuff that you're delivering, right? We've been talking for forty five minutes. It's not the razzle dazzle, man. It's the stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: And I've kind of gone through that evolution too, where I was adding a ton of graphics. Yeah. I was spending a lot of time on graphics, and um, I kind of tapered off that just because. I, I am starting to not enjoy editing as much as I did. No, and fine. I and and we're not during a pandemic, so I don't have that amount of time anymore. But yeah, and they still people still love them.
0: Is I, is, is there a point where you could or would, would want to go full time and just do this a hundred percent of the time?
1: Um no, I've thought about that. Uh, I don't think I, I love treating patients and it's, I, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to come up with the content fuels it. If, yeah, fuels if, it. if I didn't it's treat, like, I mean, you know, they, not, I would say 50% of my ideas come from treating patients.
0: You mean they, 50% of your solutions come from actual problems?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I would like it. Uh, my goal is to get to the point where I don't have to treat. Like I can, I treat because I, I want to, my, my overhead's really small and my office isn't huge. Um, you know, and so it's not like a ton of overhead to keep that office and it's where I record my videos. So I um, can
0: hear the PT students who know how to edit video right now, running to their keyboards. Like I will edit your video. I want to learn or someone, would you take someone who, who knew a little, but really wanted to and teach them to do it?
1: Absolutely. I just want someone to watch the video. I mean, like that, that's how bad it is. Like, yeah. I mean, they don't even they don't even watch the video through. Tell me where you want the stuff. Tell me where you want the cuts. Tell me right. where you want.
0: And I've worked with people like that before. Like, if dude, if I'm gonna do that, I could I can do that faster than I could explain it. Right. So why would I pay you to do that? It ain't cutting is not a there's not a, there's a style to it. Like I I taught Juliet, she's gonna edit this video yeah. and audio. When you hear that, I'll record it. And then I was like, I, I did it for seven years. I mean, well, I did it for my entire career in radio. I'd edited stuff. And I was like, you know what I want to be doing? Not this part. But Juliet likes, uh, she's like, I'll learn something. I was like, good. I'll spend a couple weeks teaching you. And then I can hand that off. And I'm like, there you go. There's a thing to do.
1: Yeah, I guess the other problem is, is I'm not a very good communicator. So th- <laughs> thank God for editing. I mean, because there, there's a lot of editing that goes on. There's a ton of editing. I mean, really. It, the videos are probably about 45 minutes long and they get bro they get smashed down into 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. right, so, so I mean that's a little bit of a problem. Um so what I would even do is I would do the first cut. Like I would I would get it down, get all the garbage it's out, nice. get all me, get all my tangents out, you know. And when I record all
0: this- stuff for Juliet, I literally just talk to her. Like in the video. I'll be like, okay, so that don't take that one, take the other one. Let me redo this one. Oh, that's smart. Talk and then I'm like, and there you go. You have everything. So I like, I'm using that. Yes. Yeah, I'm
1: using that. Like, yeah, okay, awesome. cut that out. Start. We're starting that one over. That's a great you, idea.
0: Cause you know, as a content creator, you're not taught this, but while you're, while I'm recording or while you're recording, you're editing in your head, you're like, that ain't going to work. Let me do it again over here. Yeah. Like, you're doing that. It's just, it starts to come. So I just say it out loud. So when, so here and I've shared the formula for the podcast before, it's not like a trade secret. It's also not rocket science. I use what's called, a, I created a D-A-B-C model. So right now, you and I are creating the B. We're doing the interview, the body, the middle, right? When we're done, I'm going to ask you what your parting shot is. You're going to give me something memorable. I'm going to play the clapping sound effects. And I'm like, hey, thanks so much and welcome down. Thanks for coming to the show. We'll have you back soon, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then we're going to talk. I'm going to say, hey, thanks so much. Let's seriously connect after the show. And then when you hang up, I'm still going to be recording. I'm going to record the intro. Because now I know what we just talked about. And I'm going to go, oh my God, I can't wait for you to learn from Tara. She tells her story, but she's also going to give you some tactics on how maybe you want to level up your YouTube uh, st- uh, channel or maybe begin because that's what Tara says is the best idea. So I've already recorded the intro. There it is. Then I'm going to read some sponsors. That's the A. So I've recorded the A and the B. I have a pre-recorded oh, okay. C. That's the outro. The, the C is the credits. That's the legal disclaimer, a sponsor or two, and uh, like and subscribe. The D is Juliet's gonna watch this video she's watching this right now it's very weird for Juliet because we're talking about her too (laughs) she's gonna look for what i call the eyebrow moment and the eyebrow moment is she's listening to this while she's running or whatever and i say whenever you have something funny or when we really got into it and makes her go like ooh, when she moves her eyebrows take that 15 20 second clip put that in the very beginning that's the d that's like that's the thing as soon as you hit play it's like and now we're into it, it's like, oh, it sort of excites the audience, it gets them right into the middle, and it makes them wonder, what what, what context did that come up in? So it's the 15-second D, then the intro, a little sound effecty thing, right, for some production quality, then the interview, not really, I tell her, don't edit any content out. This is a live radio show. We're recording this live. It's live to tape. And then put the generic ending on it and do it again. Why? Why? Because for podcasting the editing and stuff like that the juice isn't worth the squeeze like me editing out ums and uhs i'd rather just get better at talking <laughs> and worry about the ums and us for me for podcasting
1: listen i googled that you know what the secret is what? to not say um close your mouth between sentences it's from um, it's it is really? it is it is a replay. i looked at i googled it because it was so annoying to I, you would be um, amazed how many ums I used to have to, and I wanted to learn how to stop saying it and it works. It, so it is a natural, it sentences. is, it, it's a physics thing. If you close your mouth and you it, sometimes it it's sometimes it's sometimes it's cause people are nervous, but yes, if you're yes. confident what you're saying, but the closing the mouth that works between sentences works. All right.
0: I'll try, <laughs> but that's the formula, right? So there it is. So I tell people all the time: if you have something worth, if you have solutions to things people are asking questions about or problems people have, why are you not creating the solution online? It, it, I'm not saying it needs to have a hundred thousand subscribers be a, a revenue source. It doesn't have to be. Could be. You could just like doing it,
1: okay.
0: and the world is better for it. So create.
1: And I love doing this. I mean, you can tell is, just
0: by the way you talk about it, that you like doing it mm-hmm. and you're helping people look at that. People found people find you as a solution. So what advice would you give to someone who's like, okay, like I dig this. Like what's, what's the baby steps to get them to the end of a diving board and make them at least dive into the shallow end. Well, they should never dive into the shallow end of a pool. That's, that's a head injury, but like to, to, to jump in a little bit, you're a cannibal. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, like it, I would say it depends where you're at in your career. I would yeah. definitely spend five years in a system that sucks, even if it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I just would. I mean, yeah. I, you know, even that outpatient ortho job, again, I left because I thought I was compromising my license, yeah, but, having a, but having a productivity standard, there are ways around it. Like, I just think the, it's the invaluable, it's just invaluable what you learn and even being managed or micromanaged, you're learning how to manage people. Or you're you don't learning like. what you don't like. You're yeah. learning how you like to be communicated to. Yeah. Right. So, like, think- you know, um, you like that, you like a, you like someone to tell you that you're doing a good job every now and again, you know, before they dive in with the with the coaching or yep. whatever. You know what I mean? You just learn those things. So I'd say that's step one. Step two. in again, I don't think going out on your own is for everyone. Um You know, it's not for everybody. I I got myself in a good place financially. I got my bills down to almost zero. I paid off my mortgage. I, you know, like I did a lot of things to make sure I don't have kids. So I don't I don't have any dependents. I don't have people that rely on me. So I had a lot of things in place that made it ideal for me. And I would say what I did was some soul searching. When was that like 30? 35 ish um, that like I'm I'm really not a conformist (laughs) and it probably took me 20 years to realize that like really I'm I I'm a rule follower because I'm a people pleaser but what I ultimately learned was that like I don't like rules like me being like learning how to gamify the system was me learning how to like figure out how to work my way around the system. You know what I mean? Like and so for me, like what I learned about myself was for my own quality of life. It was like the best thing I could have done for me. But had I had dependents, had I had bills, had I had anything else that would have created stress based on like the income. Right. that would it wouldn't have been a good trade-off, right. I ne- I never cared if I had one patient that week or if I had 10 patients that week. And then I started with that 20 hour PRN job. I still work for that hospital. I'm so grateful to them. They still let me come in three hours a week a month just so I can keep my employed status, I get access to the medical library. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why I do that. but um, so I, I'm blessed in that way that I have this opportunity to have this hospital job that let, let me come in basically whenever they would just tell me because it was, I you know, wherever the hospital's open 24 hours. So they would just divert me to the department that needed care at night. And so I'd go in at the end of my day. If I had more cancellations, I'd just go in earlier. Um, and so I did that. And then I just, you know, all I wanted to do was make what I was making in the hospital. I had no dreams outside of that. Yeah. I just want to, can I maintain my lifestyle and not be a slave to someone else?
0: I know. I think, and, a, I think a message of a story is you created it. No one was going to create it for you.
1: Right. So you were like, yeah. I want
0: this. And I'm yeah. going to, to go full circle. Cause one of the first things, when the first words you kept repeating was gamify, like, I'm going to gamify this. I know what I want. You set a goal, a clear goal, an achievable, right? Specific and, you know, attainable and measurable. You set a goal. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, I know you did an evaluation, self-evaluation, and then you've f- made a plan to get you from where you are to where you wanted to go. And
1: Sounds then I would say, that. yeah, and so sorry, I go off on tangents. You just have to redirect me sometimes. But um, so then and then the other thing that you can do while you're still working to, like, build your confidence or to, like, give you that evidence that you couldn't be successful is get a business license, create your LLC start your website like things that you can do to just be like okay like i can do this i have the skills yeah like i kind of i can kind of see how this works like i feel like that and i did some of that like before i even quit full time like i created my business back then 2015 i thought business cards were necessary so like created my business cards on vista print or whatever it is like i create i created a logo i trademarked it like so i was like okay I I, I kind of have some business sense, and it's so little. It'll take like take you like three hours, where you're like, I have a business now, I, you know, and stuff. I think that stuff matters.
0: Business is about solving problems and making relationships.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Solve problems, and the best way to do that is to make relationships and figure out whose problem who has a problem that you can solve. I just had a meeting with a large organization. Why? because I probably helped someone for free or did something or did a video or did a blog post or something that someone was like, this guy talks about that thing a lot. You should call him. And I was like, I'll talk. Let's go. You don't have to say much to get me on the phone. And then I'm like, and then, but I also treat job interviews. This wasn't a job interview, but it was like a consulting interview, right? I treat them all as interviews. I want to understand if I'm the right person for you. My goal is not to win an interview. You do not win an interview. Like." I want people to approach it like that. I want to see if you are actually the right person, if I'm the right person for you and if you're the right person for me. And if that is, if those answers are yes and yes, then we could possibly go forward. I look at it like that. I don't try to win people's business ever. I don't try to win anything. I try to make hey. sure I understand them and they understand me.
1: I have a really dumb question that Sorry. I just had this aha moment. Are you a PT? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I just had this moment. I'm like, You're like what me? if this
0: guy wasn't even a PT? owned no, in on his profession.
1: Because you went, you were like, okay, let me tell you, tell you my story. And you talked about the DJ, oh, but you oh, didn't oh, talk oh. about the PT. And cool. then you were about all this business stuff. And I was like, right. maybe he just started this podcast. Okay. So so the rest of the
0: story is I, I did an internship for Howard Stern after college. I worked for huge radio stations in New York. I went back to my hometown, ran at work, ran a radio station there, got my own radio station at 24 years old. At 24, I'm walking into a radio station at the crack of noon, wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and cargo shorts, and I am like, living the dream, baby. I'm 24, and I'm the boss, and I did that for like nine years, and it was until this thing arrived, and I was like, hold on a second. The smartphone just popped up. If I, I can no longer be the third best radio station in Scranton, Pennsylvania and make a living. And I remember I brought this up to the heads of the radio stations. And I was like, yo, like, I was the youngest program director in the company, I had like 500 radio stations around the country. And I was the youngest because you probably shouldn't be younger than 24 on my radio, radio station. And um, they had no, I was like, what's the plan for like this internet thing? And they're like, listen patted me on the head. You're like, the sky is falling. I'm like, like to treat him like chicken little. And I was like, I don't think you have a plan. And I got that nervous feeling. I was like, they don't have a plan. I just got to where I wanted to be my whole life since I did the morning announcements. And now I'm here. I'm at the Mecca of what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh no, it's going to disappear. So I could have been the last person on my Titanic and just rode that out. But I was like, okay, if you didn't, if this thing disappeared tomorrow, what would you do? And I was a triathlete and I was real active and one of the guys that was in my triathlon group was a PT and I was like, he's always talking about cool stuff and he always just has this cool vibe and he's always smart, he knows like about knees and shoulders and I was like, okay, so I dropped everything. Well, I didn't drop everything, I was taking my prereqs at the same time. So there's this great story of, uh, there's a band Shinedown, it was like a, you know, the 2000s rock band or whatever, they had some hits and I'm interviewing Shinedown and I was actually I interviewed this, this band a bunch of times and they were in the studio And there was a physics book in the studio. And the guy was like, "Bust!" they were busting on me on the the radio. Like, what is this, a doorstop? Like, you're not actually reading this, are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm taking my prereqs. I'm going back to school. Because that was my exit strategy. I was like, I'm going to PT school. Then went to PT school. This was not a thing. Because I started my podcast around, when did you say you started your YouTube? 2015? Mm
1: -hmm. Around there, 2015.
0: So I started a podcast in 2015, only because I was a second year student, heard someone give a, buttoned up presentation at a conference. And I was like, I just drove all the way to North Carolina from DC to hear some of this. And I'm like, I didn't really learn anything. I didn't understand what this person was saying. Fast forward two hours into the networking hour, happy hour. And I spot the guy from across the bar. I just I just walk up. I'm like, I'm Jimmy. I'm a student. I pay 200 bucks. I want to learn one thing. And my classmates were all 10 years younger than me. So they were all sort of standing around and I, without thinking about it, I wasn't recording it, but I just sort of slipped into radio mode. I'm like, tell me about that. What does that mean? I was cutting him off and redirecting. I was, I was interviewing him. And then I was like, Hey, what if I could, what if I could just do that and give it away for free? And you know what my classmates said? That's a horrible idea. Don't do that. Don't, don't, that's a, don't start a podcast. No one would listen to that. And I was like, I don't know. So I did it only to satisfy myself. I'm like, it's a cheat code. Yeah. I wouldn't buy books in PT school. I'd call authors and be like, hey, I'd like to interview you. Can I have a book for free? Can I take yeah. your course? Can I, can I take your online course for free? And like, okay. Like no one was doing this back then. So I was like the weird kid knocking on the, not the front door or the back door. I was like the side door. I was like, hey, can I like come to your thing for free and I'll do an episode with you? And they were like, okay. And then it just, what that led to is me meeting people, relationships. I mean, yeah. what problems do you have that I like to solve? problem-solving businesses are meeting our relationships and problem solves, and I've sort of just been doing that ever since it's it's an accident
1: a good accident because like it's it's very parallel but a man I'm telling you I would not I would not have gone back to school I mean that takes a huge commitment
0: I was Um, 32 yeah I was 33 I was 33 I went back to school that was but, what I bought with my midlife crisis. I didn't buy a Ferrari. I bought a PT education. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <bought> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> did you look the salaries up before you before you made oh, that jump? I don't know. But um, but what a like a huge opportunity for the field to have a DJ come into the PT profession with where education is going, just in general, you but know the- and
0: Look at what you yeah. do too. It only, what you do only makes sense when you look backwards, right? It didn't really, yeah. make, when someone was like, make videos, you're like, I don't know why. Like, but now it's like, oh, it's obvious. Like you, someone lands on right. your YouTube page, right? And by the way, the links in the show notes and you should go there and they go, yeah, this makes sense. now." But when you were doing it pre pandemic and beyond, it didn't, it was like, that's cute, but I don't really get it. And now it's crystal clear. You, you, you can't just, you should do it. It's, or you can do it. It's like, why aren't you doing it? You should have been doing this 10 years ago.
1: Cute. It wasn't, this is cute. It's like, this girl's having a meltdown. Like she's, (laughs) she's leaving, she's leaving full-time employment. Like nothing was cute. No one thought it was cute. (laughs) So no to everyone out there.
0: You laughed (laughs) all the way, you laughed all the way to the life that you decided you wanted to have.
1: Right. But just for those PDs out there that are, thinking, oh. I mean, some people are going to just think you're just crazy. I mean, they're going to think that they're, they're going to wait for you to, I still get people that call me. So how's business going? Like, you know, I think there's people out there that just are waiting, like just thought this was going to be like a failure.
2: A
0: failure. Right. People <laughs> don't start believing in you um, until you've sort of, I mean, there's always the diehards. Like my mom, like my mom, I could have been like, I don't know. I could have been a, unicycling juggler and she'd been like yes I mean, your, I mean, my mom was always like my biggest like didn't matter and it was almost like mom like you have to sort of give me crap when my idea sucks and she's like well your ideas yeah. never suck and i'm like eh, all of them are good like whatever but wasn't it job like there's there, no one's really gonna champion you until they start to see it and the thing i like to leave people is like If you have that crazy idea, like I'm going to start an Etsy page and I'm going to knit socks for cancer patients. It's like people like, I don't really know. Is that a cool idea? I'm like, I don't know. Do you give? do you care about that? Then I don't know. Dive in and who find out later. Well, what what did job say? He's like, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the trouble, troublemakers, the round pegs in the square. It's like, those are the ones that, the, the the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And I'm not saying a YouTube page or a podcast is going to change the world, but it could change a world. It could change one person's world. So I yeah. ask a question that maybe you'd like, and I would love if you ask this question when you get invited to like a PT school or something. I do my podcast live in front of like PT schools. So you get like 150, you know, students and faculty, whatever. And I do it live. I do the sound effects and we're yeah, whatever. We're doing the whole thing. And I preface people, I have to. I introduce myself before the show starts. And then I say, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer it, but only in your head. Don't answer it out loud. And I'm going to answer, I'm going to ask the same question at the end of the show. And then I say, I'm Jimmy, I am a physical therapist, but I haven't treated a patient in five years. I work in a research lab in my full-time day job, but I don't do research. And I feel like I educate people, but I do not work for a PT program. I host podcasts is Jimmy a real physical therapist? Don't answer out loud. And then I do the show. And then every, you know, the ending, and we clap and yada, yada, yada. And then I say, you don't ever, ever answer out loud. But the question is, if I do an episode with Tara that gets 5,000 listens across our profession, right? In the first week. And somebody hears something from that and it plants a seed, and then they create a YouTube channel or something and that gets a billion followers and 10 million people don't have back pain every year. Could I touch a patient without ever touching a patient? Because the ideas were locked up in those, my guests' heads. I just helped take them out and make them digestible that someone else digested or ingested and then did something with it. And you have to do that over and over and over and over. So then my question is, can you touch a patient without ever touching a patient? Is Jimmy a real physical therapist of course like you know I'm answering a question I believe the answer is yes I'm just doing it a different way so is Tara so is Kelly Sturette so is you know the people who develop whatever like there are people who do it different ways you look for the people who don't like to follow the rules those are the ones who change things oh I forgot we do this thing on a show called three questions are you ready
2: Sure. On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast.
0: See, sometimes I still use the sound effect (laughs) on the thing. All right. Three questions uh, brought to you by our friends from Jackson Therapy, uh, providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going online at jacksontherapy.com. All right. So the first question on three questions, Uh, who is someone the audience should learn more about? Very open-ended, does not have to be in PT. It's just a chance for you to be like, this person does great stuff. More people should know about them.
1: Um, Well, uh, you know, not, not that you need to know more about them, but like miles Beckler's a, like a great channel to follow on YouTube. Who's that? Um, if you, if, if, he basically um, Mar- is a marketing guy. And so he just teaches you. That's where I learned about like how to do your um, thumbnails and, big big letters, big words, and you know, like he just has like very good concrete ways to um get views. So views on okay. um, videos. Um but then also he goes into like click funnels and stuff like that. And so it just exposed me a little bit more and he draws things out which is like really nice and I like to see that. So Educating. I feel like he yeah Educating. like for yeah like he's an educator. Yeah. And is then he no that's not my fun one, but for fun now, and then I follow a few channels of not industry related to just learn how to like be better on camera
0: right. and
1: like MKBHD is like a tech guy. I hate tech. And
0: what the reason m- I am what m,
1: m- B H D
0: I'm already on there. I'm following go. I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's got like 10 million followers 16. or 16. Yeah. Um, because I hate tech. I mean, honestly, I hate anything that has to be plugged in. And the fact that he can get me interested in like all this tech stuff, he's a good enter- You know, he he knows how to do good video. Educating so, and
0: yeah. entertaining, entertaining right? and fun. And fun. So do, you, do you think you are educational? I mean, the answer is do you think your content is educational?
1: I, I fall more into the Miles Beckler camp. <laughs> I'm, I'm educational.
0: Yeah. Do you think you're fun?
1: Um, I try and make it interesting so that people will watch, but I don't necessarily, I could do better, but well, let me put it that way. Uh,
0: so so I, I think I promised to tell the Chris rock analogy, right? So when yeah. I was in radio, I was not a morning guy. I was an afternoon guy. Afternoon guys are more quick. They jump in and out of songs, right? A lot of phone calls, morning guys, turn the microphone on and they talk for hours. Now I'm like a morning guy. Cause I have a podcast. We have, we could have an hour and 10 minute long episode, right? My morning guy taught me the difference between funny and fun. Chris Rock takes 18 months to two years to k- have enough content or enough, enough material to do an hour-long special. That's, that's a lot of squeeze for a little bit of juice, but he takes that juice and he puts it on a big stage, right? So what I tell people, like, I need you to be informative and fun, and like, but I'm not funny. Hang on a second. Chris Rock is funny when he walks on stage, he's like, I'm gonna give you 90 minutes of fun, like a flamethrower, right? That's hard to scale. You don't have to be funny necessarily. I think as a PT or someone on camera, fun's a vibe. Fun is scalable. You can have fun in your backyard raking leaves with your best friend. If you're just like, "We're just," gonna well, I've decided to make this fun. It's sort of like I'm. You know what? I'm in a bad mood, but I got this podcast interview and Taris. You know what? Let's snap out of it. Let's have some fun. Let's just put a smile on your face. Something will happen. I think those two things to me are deep down inside the embedded of when things are successful is when you really care about something that you know about and you can be informative and fun so are you i think you're i've watched your stuff you're fun like you're at least having are you having fun and that projects fun
1: I'm having fun and I always like my patients to have fun like i they say if they give if they give any feedback I want them to say like that was crazy I can't believe I did that that was like insane or like that was So, I think maybe that gets channeled into the channel is like that's always been like my motivation is I want them to like that's it, think that you know,
0: think that they had fun, specific and and attainable and measurable. Right. A long time ago, I said, I what's your goal with this podcast? And I said, every episode, I have to have fun and learn one thing I haven't missed yet because, like, those are it's not like I set the bar low, but they're attainable. And learning one thing, well, I make sure because I pick people who I think can teach me something. And then mm. I just talk to them, and then I just learn from them. And then I don't say um, because I cl- I shut my mouth between sentences, and then I've got <laughs> that, right? All right, second, second question on uh, on three questions. What are we gonna do today? Um, what's something the audience could take a look at? Where would you send someone, since since you've been doing this YouTube game, and a lot of people are like, I wanna get into it, but I don't know where to start. Where would you send someone to start? Is it one of those accounts? Would you send them to a website? Where would you go to like, this is the first three things you can find it here to launch, to just get started?
1: What I wish I would have done, if it's people that are trying to start their own side hustle practice, like treating patients, I would leave every patient treatment right now, whether it's in your car, wherever it is, turn your phone on and create a video of educating that one patient that you educated during that day, because it's fresh in your mind. You have a patient in your head and post it. Like you can start doing that today. And let me tell you, like, I wish I would have developed that skill. I mean, we are seven years in and let me tell you, I took like a two year break where I didn't make any videos, but, and like Cause you know you already know how to communicate and you just did it with that patient. So I would say that every day on your way home, get home, sit in your driveway, turn your iPhone on and make a video.
0: Love that. Do not think twice about well, what kind of light, what what kind of light do I need? And what am I? I'm like, don't the the camera that you're holding most likely is better than anything we had three years ago. It's definitely better than when we had 30 years ago. Do not let the tech be the limiting factor. All right, last question on three question is why should people care? Why should physical therapists, we'll be specific. Why should they care about creating content, videos, podcasts, blogs, anything? Why should they care?
1: I'd say several reasons. The reason that motivates me to get out of bed in the morning every day is whether we agree with it or like it or not there's people that are like losing trust in the system and they are online. And don't you want to be the voice that they are finding? Right. I mean, whether we like it or not, people, everyone's Googling everything these days and you want to be that voice. And I would say that is the number one reason is that, you you can't don't get mad at the system don't get mad go sit in your car make a video and post it because you're gonna have more of an impact there than you are you know because you had to cut that treatment 15 minutes short or you had to put them on the bike because you had to write a note or whatever like that's it's just the system it is the system but that video you make you've just treated 10 or 15 or 20 of that same patient
0: yes when people complain, I'll, I'll be specific. When people in physical therapy complain, well, there is this video by this other type of professional and that's wrong. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to agree or disagree with you. What did you do about it? I'm like, I'm right. bitching here about it. I said, great. That did nothing. Right? And you just shared that person's video to show how much you hated it. That person's thanking you because you just shared their video. So great. But are you creating something? Fight good and bad information with good. That's the, I'm I'm listen I'm sorry but that's that's the only weapon you got is to create something that is of value. If you think that people do not have valuable content to find, be the solution.
1: And then and then the other thing I say with that, you will prove your concept. You're either going to grow your audience because people agree with you and what you're saying is truthful, wow. or your beliefs are going to be challenged because I've definitely changed some of my positions on some things based Good. on comments How as well. Is that?
0: How great um, is that?
1: Yeah. So, like, you're either gonna confirm what you're doing, or you're gonna—it's gonna challenge what your your thought process is on something.
0: Love that. All right. Thanks to our friends from uh, Jackson Therapy, Jacksontherapy.com. Uh, travel therapy. Do what you do, what you want to do, where you want to do it as a therapist. Last thing we do on the show is called the parting shot. Mm-hmm. I bring them fancy sound effects. Now, all right, Parting Shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They are the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. It sounds pretty legit. Uh, they've got their industry, profession-leading course, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy in their seventh edition right now. You can get that and other educational offerings at orthopt.org. Tara, uh, Parting shots is just your last chance for a mic drop moment. Uh, soapbox statement, whatever you want to leave with the audience, the, the the parting shot is up to you. What do you got?
1: My motto in all my years of treating is don't complain, reframe. So reframe your situation. Um, you can complain about it. It's just wasted energy. Uh, if you're in the situation, you can't just quit your job tomorrow. So yeah, that'd
0: be I it. love that. Can't complain, reframe. Uh, Tara, appreciate your time. Thank you for doing what you're doing somebody out there was like oh just bitching about something and tara's over here like i don't know i'm gonna make another video to solve a problem i'm not gonna complain about it so you you do you i'm gonna reframe that right
1: well thank you thank you for all your advice too and all your suggestions i really appreciate this opportunity this was awesome my first podcast ever really (laughs) yeah
0: really yeah all right well won't be the last we'll bring you back we say the best conversations happen at happy hour thanks for coming to ours
2: we talk pt drink beer and record it this has been another pour from the pt pinecast the pt pinecast is intended for educational purposes only no clinical decision making should be based solely on one source while care is taken to ensure accuracy factual errors can be present more on the show at ptpinecast.com